for me it's been like so time saving to be able to not collect 10 more people for a demo and just I can send them. Hello and a big welcome to Hot Sauce where we'll cover the hottest topics within sauce together with brilliant guests. Are you also curious about fast grown companies and the people behind them? Welcome aboard. My name is Max Nyman, I'm the CEO of LimeGo and this is an interactive podcast where you can give suggestions on upcoming guests and topics. You can also jump into discussions with other listeners by leaving comments or upvoting their suggestions. I'm determined to become one of the greatest within B2B sauce, which is why I invite thought leaders and pick their brains about how to scale their companies. However, there are so many fast-growing companies out there and new ones appearing all the time. I only know a fraction and that's why I want to give you the opportunity to have an impact on the episodes and its content. Hit the link in the episode to interact and affect. Enough already, let's get to it. All right. Hello, hello, and uh, very welcome, Jenny. Hi. Thank you, Max. So glad to have you on board. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Nice. How are you? I'm. I'm doing great. It's um, the weather is perfect and exciting things ahead as well. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Good to hear. Um, I mean, I'm super curious to to hear more about you and uh, what you do. Can you please just tell me short uh, which company do you work for and like what kind of problems do you solve? Give me the the elevator pitch. Yeah, uh, I work as a sales manager at Haley HR, and uh, we are a full stack, user friendly uh, HR platform where you can work with. Everything from the hire, e-signing, and um, onboarding, pre-boarding, service, whistleblowing, yeah, a lot of different features. Try to relate it to the HR master data, and to mm-hmm. collect all the data due to GDPR and data security, and also to have the managers actually want to use the platform for um, support or, or information. Cool. And, and like, for how long have you been uh, at LHR and is it a Swedish company? Give me some background. Yeah, uh, we are a Swedish uh, company founded uh, 2020. So Ooh. we're pretty young still, turned three uh, this spring. And um, yeah, we're based in, in Sweden and uh, Stockholm and also in Hudiksvall where I work in a small office up here. And also we have offices in Berlin and in Oslo. Um, as well so turning like I think we're about 60 employees now but turning like 75 if everything uh, goes uh, well with the recruitment in uh, the coming month here so yeah um, quick quick uh, um, journey uh, from 2020 to here so I've been working there since we started to sell the system at 2021 February, okay, yeah. so two and a half so years. So it was like one year of development almost and then started selling. Yeah, the system yeah. wasn't actually done when we started selling, but we oh, um, we went there and uh, had a full sales team and just um, did the early adopter program thing and got really cool customers on board who wanted to develop um, a user-friendly platform with us. So they're still with us today and a lot of things have happened since then. But but yeah, really cool journey. We were nine when I started, I think, and now um, wow. a lot of things have happened. So yeah. Not bad. Obviously yeah. you're doing something right and that's basically what we're gonna try to figure out during these uh, 40 <laughs> Ho- minutes. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, 
Cool. Then uh, like to set the scene a bit, uh, how how big is the platform? Like you, you talked about a lot of features and modules. Uh, can you tell me a bit about the uh, niche, the ICP, the average deal size or like uh, complexity? <laughs> yeah. Um, we want everything to be easy. And what we see with a lot of HR platforms or also payroll system and a lot of systems um, that's been used from HR or managers are um, really complex uh, to use or to change things. So they're not as flexible as uh, we are used to with other types of systems or platforms. So I would say that um, our USB is for uh, small, medium-sized companies. Um, some of them has not got uh, an HR platform today because it usually was very expensive, very hard to um, manage and, and actually to use. And yeah. But still, we have a lot of bigger uh, companies with a lot of complexity due to different um, countries or different um, group levels and roles and rights and things like that. So I would say we're really complex in the back end, in the, in the tech stack, but still very easy um, UX and, and um, to, to use. So um, we try to be complex to make it easy to use, I would say. Nice. Sounds like a good mix. Uh, unless you revert it, then it becomes quite, <laughs> quite shitty. Yeah. And uh, like, how come you're in sales? How did you end up uh, where you are? And uh, yeah, why? Yeah, uh, um, I actually came from HR myself and I've been a, a manager um, for most of my, my career. Comes from um, staffing and recruiting from the beginning. And then I work with uh, uh, trainings and and uh, like um, developing uh, trainings for for companies and talking to uh, a lot of managers and HR managers about recruiting process or keeping your employees or developing your employees. And then I I felt like we had so many great options to choose from with. Uh, a different system out there, but no one really knew how to find them or or actually knew how to buy them or how to review the different platforms out there. So me and a friend started to uh, look into if we could um, um, help companies do that and try to do market research and everything. And in that process, actually, um, I heard about Henrik um, um, doing, uh, starting to to create Haley, and he pitched right. it for me. And I said, "Well, this isn't out there at all." And like, good luck. I live in Hudiksvall and not in the the the, the Stockholm area. So I was like, "Okay, good luck. This is amazing. Like, you're gonna you're gonna crash it." And he's like, "Oh, maybe you should sell the system if you know that." the value is there yeah. um so i was a manager had big responsibilities and a big like nice uh, plan in my career but still like do you want to be a junior sales agent in a system that doesn't exist yet I'm mm. like yeah, it's a yes switch. i want to do that <laughs> yeah. so i yeah basically just um, trust uh, the founders of Haley because i've worked with them before and and I'm glad I did. And now I'm uh, the sales manager for Source Sweden. So it basically is because of the system. I'm I'm like fully committed to, yeah, showing this possibility and uh, to people. So that's why I'm in sales right now. Nice. 
And I think that's an, an interesting take, like uh, moving into sales because you believe in something so big and you've like experienced the pain and almost tried to find the solution and just there it is. Yeah, you know, um, I was very scared actually uh, working in sales. I had a lot of preconceived meanings what it meant to yeah. be in a sales team at all or then lead a sales team. But um, I'm very happy that I, I did. I'm... I love it, and we can create the uh, sales floor as we want it. Actually, now, so I'm very happy yeah. that that um, pre preconceived meaning what was uh, not what I thought it would be. Glad to hear. Uh, that brings me in because uh, I'm getting a bit curious about like how your sales team looks like. You talked about the different offices. Yeah. Uh, you're the manager of Sweden. Like, do you have different managers in the different countries? Do you have account executive, junior ones? How does it look? Uh, the structure. Yeah, um, we're changing all the time. We're very agile um, 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 place, but uh, for now, uh, I am the sales manager for Sweden. So I have one sales team in Stockholm with both junior account executives and account executives, and we have one How team many? in Hudiksvall. So we're six in Stockholm right now, and yeah. one senior um, sales. Um, uh, as well, uh, Lisa, who's been a part of the, the team from the beginning. And then we have uh, five and soon six in, in Hudiksvall as well. So we're 12 in, in the Swedish team as for now. Uh, Norway has another um, sales manager and, and she is filling up her sales team right now with four employees. And then we have the new markets, uh, that's uh, Poland, um, we have uh, UK and Finland, and that's also being staffed up now. So that's going to be about seven uh, in that team. And then we have Germany. Uh, that uh, is also another market. So yeah. uh, we're like staffing up a lot right now. So this January, we started to go for these new markets and really trying to understand that uh, market as well. Cool. It yeah. feels like you're really like scaling up and now it's time to to take over Europe. Yeah, well, that's the plan. And we also have a head of sales coming in now to be globally um, responsibly for, for that. So that feels amazing to have a, um, more seniority in the team to really help me and the other managers to set up structure and, and, and um, yeah, the global uh, view of where we're going. So I'm very happy to be able to be very close with my team and work um in the sales process, but also have a level of um, building processes and making making things easier for the sales team in all regards. So I'm very happy that we get more resources in the senior team as well. Yeah. And talking a bit about the like the team, the the structure and everything. You're a SaaS company, so I suppose ARR is uh, not only kind of important, but like super important. Yeah. Uh, what other metrics and KPIs do you measure in the sales team? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, of course, ARR, and we also measure deal value, uh, like how many deals are we closing every month and how are we doing how many deals are we are we closing as well because some of the deals might be bigger but some are harder even though they're um a smaller deal let, let's say but i would say activity and progress we really are focusing now on learning and understanding our market and understanding how we want to work and what's working for us 
So I would say like progress and, and the counts of, of meetings with, with customers and what kinds of meetings that is and what we're learning from them. So really ARR is always important and that's what the, we have to deliver, of course, but I would say to really make sure that we um, learn while doing it is, is our key focus right now and really understanding how we can optimize what we're really doing good. Um, like what kind of approach do you work with mainly at LHR? What works, what doesn't? Do you have some sort of favorite channel for outbound? Uh, I would say there's not one channel that works. You have to work with them all, all the time. So um, I still am a, a big fan of the phone, but I would love to have more um, value sent to the person you're trying to reach both by LinkedIn or by video or maybe something else we can contribute to make them believe that we're a partner in this area of expertise and then also look at the system of course but uh, phone video email i email a lot uh, because usually i'm very busy myself so if i go to get a good email uh, with maybe even a, a photo or a video or something quick that really i feel um um, connects with me I'm always answering and and replying to to that one but if I just get a, a generic uh, something I maybe don't but maybe that makes me easier to uh, makes it easier next time if they call me that I actually saw the email or something so I would say like um, multi multi um, multi go for it and um, yeah, today I got an an email uh, back from someone who I sent an email to one and a half years ago. She's like, now oh. it's time to look at the at the system. Thanks for the video. And the video was one and a half years old, basically. So oh, I'm nice. like, oh, good. You like that one? Then you're going to love the system now. If yeah. if that was something you, you you called me back on. So, yeah, just... That's a, that's a good notification to get one and a half years later. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, though, but... but uh, you never know. Nah, but when it does, you got to <laughs> brag about it. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, like in terms of the the um, the tech stack, I'm super curious about different systems and what works, what doesn't. Do you have some sort of favorite tool in the tech stack for sales that is like mm. uh, something that they work with a lot or, or um, what works? Mm. Um, we have a lot of different systems, but we're really trying to not focus on getting the tech stack first we want to make sure that we um, learn what we need first so we're, we're trying out a lot of different things but really trying to have the sales team focus on what they're doing so of course we have a, a crm and we have some prospecting tools and and things like that but i would say that um that's been the most impactful the last um, time has been our video like platform to be able to send videos to the customers who use VAM today yep. and so we can make sure to to highlight a feature that we didn't have time to talk about or maybe if they send me an email with a, a problem that uh, they know don't know if Haley can can solve then I can also show them and not just write to them back so it's really helpful both in after the demo and in the in the understanding of the platform but also of course beforehand and just say hi and show your um 
show your face and, and your energy to um, have an easier um, outreach um, potential for, for yeah. that one. So, yeah, I would say that we're also trying out another digital sales room where we can gather things uh, with the company uh, uh, companies after the demo. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about a lot of things, but we're also trying to make sure that we we know and have time to implement uh, everything as well. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to get like system happy, but then there's a fatigue going on in the sales team. And then you have one champion or one ambassador and the rest is like, eh, I didn't close a deal within a week. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to skip the tool basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but cool. Uh, and uh, if I remember correctly, VAM uh, was my outreach to you as well. So apparently it works to get a hold of you. And uh, <laughs> I think you, Seth, listening to this uh, will be quite happy as well. Yes, I, uh, I, I can imagine, and I've um, that's the first um, thing I've used for that, and it was really tough in the beginning to have everybody try to use it, and we still have a long way to go for to everybody to be comfortable with using it. But for me, it's been like so time saving to be able to not collect ten more people for a demo, and just I can send them the de- demo basically, and then they can ask questions, or we can have a more um, more effective meeting if they've also seen some of the things so they can get started thinking about what their questions are. So, um, yeah, time-saving things is for me now in my role um, high priority. So for me, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I heard someone say that the, the majority of the B2B purchase decisions doesn't happen in the like customer uh pitch meeting. It's like the internal meetings when they have the discussions going on and then it's quite good to have a video to rely on instead of just word of mouth and then you drop the whisper game. Yeah, and for us it's really hard sometimes for HR to have their power in the in the boardroom and to be able to say why they need this money to have this tool for themselves. It's not for themselves, but it's maybe hard sometimes to really get that through and get the money to to be able to buy the tool. So I am sp- specialized in, in promoting our, our systems. So I'd rather do it myself to help them get what they want. So that's also something that we take into consideration. Um, HR usually loves our system, but they need the money to be able to buy it as well. And then it's finance and it's IT and it's a lot of different people that um, has to be on board as well. Got to nudge the different stakeholders, basically. Yes. Uh, talking about um, stakeholders, what is the best, maybe not just sales related, but career advice, can be sales, can be work-life balance, something that you've like, either gotten or like felt that you live by? What can that be? Yeah, two things I've gotten from, um, I think it was my first leadership um, course that I got from Dale Carnegie. Uh, and there were two things in that in that course that I really live by afterwards. It's uh, to improve yourself and not prove yourself. So that's what I tell my team all the time. I don't care about you proving yourself. I want you to improve yourself and to get rid of all these things about if I'm asking you how you're doing or how this deal is go- doing, rather have it be like, oh, I don't know what to do so we can get through it together and and learn from it then to say oh i'm good everything's fine so because they don't have the maybe relationship with their manager to be able to 
um, display their weaknesses. So I really like remove all this and just we want to progress. I don't care how how fast that goes, but really, yeah, don't prove yourself. Just improve yourself. That's all Be I humble. want. Be humble and, and learn. And then the same um, course we had was also growth mindset. That was the first time I got in, in touch with the growth mindset. And we also was with the, the Lime team now I, when I remember it. Ah, so yeah. I think a lot of your colleagues maybe was, was in that meeting. Um, yeah. And that also really resigns with me. And I I use it all the time for my team. And I'm like, if something is like, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm like, growth mindset. You you don't know it yet. And yeah, it's just a it nice on. way. <laughs> switch it on. So that's what I love. And look, recently uh, was I saw a clip from... Barack Obama saying like what he looks for in, in young professionals is just get stuff done, show people that you get stuff done. So I think get stuff done is also my like, just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't just do it and learn from it rather than not doing it at all or putting five days to a task that you don't have time for. So yeah, I would say those three are my, my biggest. Really good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I know we actually sent some some Lime people to the Dale Carnegie Educations a couple of years back, but now we've actually had like uh, an internal resource uh, talking about that educating leaders. And I actually got to know about both of those those things during the spring. Huh. And uh, it is like it's a game changer, and you definitely have to also like remind yourself that you gotta switch it on. Because yeah. you can get stuck in like, ah, oh, this is not possible. And then it's like, you got to have the, the tap on the shoulder saying like growth mindset. And then, yeah. all right, let's do this. Yeah. It's so annoying when I tell them all the time when they come with something that they don't want to do or like, didn't I hire you because you're flexible and uh, and yeah, agile sure. and, uh, and positive? Like, yeah. Okay, Pointing good. Pointing to the resume. Like, exactly. This is you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, about the uh, like team stuff, how do you work with, you talked a bit about knowledge sharing, but uh, I mean, uh, different offices, uh, junior, uh, senior people, do you have some sort of weekly sales meeting, huddles, town halls? Uh, how do you celebrate and like lift up the, the good behaviors? Yeah, this is really important now because when we were one in Hudiksvall and, and 20 in Stockholm, this wasn't as hard, uh, but now we really have to set a structure for it as well. So what we do is uh, the teams have Mondays, Mondays and Fridays meeting and check-ins and things like that, normal stuff. And then we have knowledge hour every uh, Wednesday for an hour Dang. with all the sales team. And sometimes that's in their local teams. And sometimes it's a bigger meeting when maybe I have something to share or the integration team have something we want to discuss with the, with the sales team or something else. Mm. How does that um, work? Do you bring like a topic on your own or? Yeah. Um, usually the team can and um, ask for a topic or oh, I feel like um, maybe now we've been having a hard time to really explaining this feature or it feels like uh, I get stuck in in in, in conversations I, I can't really get out of when I go to this field or what can we do about that or it's a current thing like I've lost three customers to this vendor or, or yeah. things like that so that's also something we can talk about so sometimes it's like me like having more of a 
okay, this is what we need to learn or things, but usually it's just, okay, how do you do that in the demo or how can we do that? So that's easier for the smaller teams when we meet in the teams, but everybody has the same scheduling. So we can mix it up with different teams if we wanted to. And mm. also we have the sprint demos where the product team and the development team showcase their news from the third week sprint that they have been working on and that's also open for questions and so we can understand what what are we building and what's done and what we're waiting for uh, and then our cs team and our product um, marketing team has also got a meeting uh, to be able to show how does the customers use this or what can we use at sales uh, oh, depending nice. on the, the the customer data so we really try to mix and match all the teams to knowledge sharing and that a lot of things in our teams um, groups i would say we have a big income of, of chats uh, and and the information flow that we also need to look at but sharing 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 okay i heard this okay i heard that what about this does anybody know about this and just try to make sure that everybody's up to date and um, yeah has the information that we need to to be yeah. on top of things Cool. I like how you like uh, tighten the loop and like bring it back to the circle with the the sales and then what we ship and develop and like customer success how they they use it as well. Uh, did you say that you have three week sprints? Yeah. Or like the yeah new features to demo and talk about every month. That's yeah. Good. Every day I would say we ha we have releases. I think mo most most days, uh, yeah. but we don't notice everything because it can be one in the filter or something, but then they gather everything uh, every third week so we can really make sure to know what's in the system when we're selling it. So we try to keep up. Is that a challenge that you've experienced that sometimes the product maybe moves a bit fast, the sales team and the customers are not really up to speed because they only focus on the features like, ah, oh, it's a green button that glows i don't know but like what's the value proposition how do we pitch it how do we make sure that they actually adopt and implement it is that something yeah. that you've experienced yeah a lot i would say but, but still uh, sometimes we need to be a bit smart as well like when we're doing some features like we need this feature then when we have it of course it's going to be have to be developed but we don't want to build on features we want to build on the customer uh, demands so we work really close to our uh, customers, so we um, deploy our MVP, a uh, um, minimal viable project, and then we we get customer feedback. So we don't build too much before it's uh, too hard to change. We try to really push new things all the time, and our, our customers are used to this. Usually, there's nothing they need to change. Sometimes when we do a bigger structure of change, that we might have to have a meeting and say, okay, now the contract repository is like this so you need yeah. to change change this field usually now when the platform is more or less done and a platform is never done but uh, it's usually other fine tuning that we're we're doing or releasing so um it's definitely very challenging as a salesperson because you need to be on top of everything and everything we deploy we get more questions about like yeah. okay now you have this how does this work and how can this work can this be made in the future so i think now when the system is so big uh, we really need to be on top of all the things that it can be used for and use the different um, um yeah features for it but really 
don't step into the checkbox things because HR loves that. Like, okay, they have onboarding. Like, what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> like, how Great. does that work? So we need to make sure to show the real impact of the product and not just go by checkboxes because then a lot of systems have a lot of checkboxes. I guess it's the same in the CRM world. And yeah, yeah. and um, we really want them to focus on, okay, what is the problem and what can we do to fix it? Of course, as everybody else wants to be able to do. But sometimes it's hard when you don't have that extra checkbox that someone else has have. But it's just to be able to be a good, uh, good salesperson and, and handle it and show the value. Yeah. Now, I think it's it's very common for especially maybe junior and like insecure sales reps to focus on the features and talk about the checkboxes, uh, but more and more like take a step back and actually talk about the value, what we deliver. Uh, and we also saw that uh, in terms of like what you brought up, how do we win? We saw that when we, when the pandemic hit and we had more like uh, web meetings, we had more meetings, great, but the win rate was shit because mm -hmm. we didn't know how to have web meetings. And we went from having a lot of physical meetings to web. And then it was even more just like the feature fiesta comparison. Uh, and we lost the personal touch. So I think that's also something to to keep in mind in, uh, in how to win. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that we actually started in the pandemic. So uh, we've been lucky to set everything up for this world that we're actually living in. And we're so happy when we have physical meetings as well. I have a few customers in Hudiksvall, actually, so I can hey. meet, meet some, some of them uh, personally. Otherwise, we go down, of course, to to where they are as well. But it's a, it's a new digital world. And I think I'm happy that I learned to do it this way because it was um, easier to step out of it than to maybe be really focused on the physical meetings because it's a different ballgame to to um, get the um, acknowledgement or, or the trust that we can in a, in a physical meeting. So really video and maybe emailing, calling, trying to be as um, present as you can even though you don't meet them um, so many times. Mm. Yeah. I agree. And uh, switching the topic a bit, I want to talk a bit about sales culture. Uh, we've been talking a bit about the, um, yeah, the product and the, I guess managing expectations is also a big thing uh, in terms of sales culture. What's on the roadmap? How do we promise everything? Uh, what would you say that you at HR or like your team are doing that is like, yeah, this is this is good culture in terms of sales or for the company? A lot of things. We we recently had a workshop when I I had uh, the Stockholm team also uh, join um, me in my in my team. So now I, they have a new manager and I have a new uh, some new team members. And we really try to look at what we're doing good, and also to um, emphasize on what we have to do more uh, and and what we can do to towards each other. So for right now, what we want to keep is just the happiness towards each other and everybody's winning together and we really really have the Haley heart and and no one it feels like um, we really have the Haley HR hat on and like all the time I feel like it's our baby as well because we we are, are racing it together now it feels like um, three-year-old baby a three-year-old baby uh, yeah. and uh, we have been a part of the the sales team from the beginning all of us are still here so that's also wow, very that's cool 
cool. So yeah. Lisa was there in the beginning, like 2020, when there was nothing. Then our first sales team of four employees uh, started in February 2021. And we're all here. So that says something. And we try to like, why are we still here? And, and try to talk about that with the newer uh, hires as well. And what responsibility we all have to keep it this way. Um, so I would say the culture we work with our company values or our uh, commercial val values at, at sales and, and customer success, like how are we um, taking ownership of, of our own learning or how are we um, sharing um, our knowledge or how are we doing things? So we really try to have it and then emphasize that in meetings and in feedback sessions and how we train our managers to use this values in the feedback as well and not only oh, okay first two meet months you've been doing eight meetings like okay yeah. that doesn't say anything how do you live our values and how can we make sure to have a high performance a team of course i am all about activity and and uh, like going for it and having a lot of things um done because of the learning curve I see in those who also reflect on what they're doing. Not yeah. only, oh, okay, I can make a way to have a lot of meetings in the CRM, but I don't, I don't care about that. That's proving yourself. That's how, what do you do with the meetings that you have and how does that affect your learning or your um, customer stack or who you get um who you get as a customer like who trusts you and and why and what do you need to learn about to have them be sure about that you are saying what's correct to them because there's a lot of things in it in yeah. everything that we need to really consider and not guess about when we're selling the system because it's personal data and their master data of their companies everything it's like their goals their everything so we really need to be considerate of our rolling in and selling this in a really professional uh, way with with both knowledge or get help whenever we feel like uh, something is over our head i do that all the time still yeah. to really make sure to to bring in the people from the company that help me when i feel i i've uh I've reached my limit of of knowledge in in uh, in a uh, in an area. Yeah, I think that's interesting that you brought up like uh, the the don't prove yourself, improve yourself because a lot of managers focus on the activity levels, right? You want the the get shit done mentality, and uh, sometimes you have to look like beyond the numbers, as you said. What did you learn, and try to connect it to the values to really like live how the company wants you to develop and become better and to actually uh, yeah like become a better sales rep and understand the customers not just having one more meeting because you get the green checkbox in the in the CRM yeah. or whatever yeah so that's a hard thing actually to talk about because I always want to have the highest activity because I think with other things and with the other values that we we love at Haley that that creates geniuses in, in sales but you can't only do one thing. So I think it's always a mix of personal preferences with that salesperson. Usually, I would say, if you say to me that I'm a person that actually doesn't need to have a lot of meetings and I can get by anyway, usually that's not the high performers in, in anything. Uh, because, uh, of course, you don't have to have the top 
activity, but I think with activity and the other things, that's what we're looking for. So we're trying to make sure that everybody's on board, both with activity, but but more more than anything to see progress. I want to see, I don't mind like how long it takes. I just want to see progress. And um, I think that's the best thing about being a sales manager to see someone who's really struggling and then like ah, they get it and then they're out there and so that's that's what I love to do and really be close when it's hard and really to give feedback even if it's hard uh, because I know that we're getting there if you just change a few things or or is listening to uh, colleagues or or, uh, other experts online if so but um yeah, struggling in sales is so emotionally draining uh, for everyone. Uh, I've been mm. there myself, a lot of crying the first year. Uh, but now, like, seeing, like, it can be done and that we, who's been a part of the, the team for, for a while now, a long time at Haley, two and a half years, um, like, that we can also show, like, it will get better or they, it will get easier or you will know these things if you just keep going. So hopefully... Um, like the, the the struggle is there to to young salespeople all the time, or or not even young people. It's just new to sauce sale. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we have a good process on on growth. Um, but we we're only only starting out and climbing. So yeah, uh, it feels like you have a very like healthy mindset towards the the learning progression, and that is the key, not just like results from day one. Um, but talking a bit about results, I'm, I'm curious to know how you celebrate stuff. Do you have some sort of lousy sales traditions? You talked a bit about the sales floor. Do we have a horn or a gong gong or anything? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do have a, a, a bell and, and, and things like that, but we also celebrate with the whole company. So every time we do a uh, a win we we send it to everyone and everybody we can maybe tell them oh i've been doing this for two years now and this and this happened and then this happened and then we we won so we're trying to share like the process of the sales team to everybody else as well so a win is not just a meeting and a signed contract usually it takes a lot of time with a lot of different ups and downs in between so um we do that and then um celebrate individually as well to see both signed deals, but I would say I'll rather see like, okay, I see the 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 shift in this activity and this is twice the amount that you've been doing before or feels like you had a flow here and really to appreciate the small things and to see every individual, both in numbers, but also other things. For me, it's a, it, I'm not on site all the time with the Stockholm team. So I need to look a bit in my data to be able to find things I can um, see, but otherwise just to have everybody um, lift good things happening. So if we say, oh, I'm so happy that Alexander did this yesterday to me and that was so valuable. And then next day someone else comes, oh, then I can raise you one because he did this to me yeah. yesterday. So we're trying to have a like snowball effect on the yeah. on the happy <laughs> things. So of course celebrate wins. It's so hard to get a good deal, but also celebrate the small things with maybe a lunch or a bottle of wine or, or something like that. Yeah. And talking about the, the peers, do you have uh, one-on-ones with the, your, your, your peers? You talked about you don't 
see them at the office each day. How do you keep in contact and tighten up the feedback loop? Yeah, we have uh, feedback sessions every month. And also uh, now I'm kind of learning about everybody. So I'll try to have as much one-to-one sessions uh, I can. So now I'm meeting with a few of the um, the senior team to really make sure, okay, this is what I'm planning for this fall. Is this something you, are we in line or is something else you are thinking about? But usually we have like looking at the, the goals uh, for that month and we're looking at the numbers and everything like that. And then how we're feeling and things like that. So very, very um, common. But then and now this fall, we have gotten a new TA, um, Ida, who is really getting us to to involve the company values in our feedback, ses- feedback sessions as well. And really try to focus on um, that and, and how we can progress as um, employees at, at Haley and at, at sales um, as well, so I think that's going to be a training curve from for our, us managers to really have that vocabulary and give feedback on very soft things as well. So, like everything else, we're we're trying new things and we're learning. Nice, exciting times. Yeah. And there's one last topic I want to cover with you, and that's basically talking about sales. It's always the the next deal, winning more, uh, like money never sleeps. So how do you keep a good work-life balance. Yeah, I'll uh, always try to do that. And I think I've learned a lot working in other places. I like to work and I think it's fun to work so I can work how many hours uh, possible. But I know I don't feel uh, great doing that. So when I started at Haley, I I promised myself not to work more than the eight hours or or try to really have a a nice balance. so what I try to do is, for me personally, I want to do everything right away. So if I get a few problems during the day, I plan for when do I have time to to deal with this? Is this tomorrow? Can I also plan for another meeting to be delayed? Or So I think prioritizing and, and taking care of things every day and to make sure that what happened this day that I need to do tomorrow or what is my plan for this month or even this year? So for me personally, it's just to do a lot of prioritizing and communication uh, with the team and with the customers and saying, hey, actually, um, tomorrow's not a good day for the meeting. How How is your schedule looking Friday? So uh, not to be afraid to actually call your colleagues or, or your customers to say that this actually is not a good day for me tomorrow because I have like 10 meetings. I don't think I'm going to be as available as I want to be in this conversation. Can we have it next week? So take responsibility for your energy and for your time. Uh, I don't say I'm the master of this yet, but I really try to communicate why I'm not doing it today or when I'm going to do it to make sure that everybody around me is uh, it's on top of it. I hate that people are waiting for me. That's something that stresses me out uh, a lot. So as long as I'm on top of my calendar, usually uh, that's uh, that's fine. Yeah. So basically taking some time to like uh, look on the schedule ahead, reflect, and don't be afraid to push things that aren't super urgent. Exactly. And yeah. also just communication and, and time with the, the with the team and make sure that they know where you're at. Sometimes I can tell them like this week, guys, is is off the walls. And I'm sorry about that. But 
um, if you want me to do this and this, please schedule me for next week. I have a lot of time Thursday or something like that. So try to be available, but not be able be available all the time because that's also really challenging. And and for me, I just love to do the sales process myself and had, have a lot of um, customer um, relationships uh, still. So try to balance the sales manager role with, with uh, selling myself, but still, I want to be in it to be able to see the things also my sales team is going through in prospecting or cold calls or I do everything still, uh, not as much as I uh, want to, but uh, I think that's a new role. So I have to uh, come to peace with my activity going down a bit in the- Yeah, the cold calls the... dropping. <laughs> the cold call is dropping, but I still do them every week. So I still want to be a part of that. But uh, yeah. yeah, try to can, try to have my foot on the on the ground and leading the team as well. And last but not least, uh, future guests. Do you have any people for me to put into my podcast pipeline? Mm, yes, uh, of course. Uh, maybe Otto Dalin. From uh, Salesonomics. Mm. They are actually sitting, I think, 20 meters from where I'm oh. at, at the moment. So that's a uh, or, or Matthias or someone. Short, uh, walk. Yeah. <laughs> that um, Otto used to be my my manager uh, before as well, and I'm following their uh, journey with Salesonomics, uh, um, of course, now as well. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Otto Dalin is uh, going to be added uh, to my pipe within a couple of minutes. So that's uh, yeah. that's good. Awesome. Uh, Jenny, thank yeah. you so much for, for joining. Uh, I had a blast chatting with you and I hope the listeners did too. And uh, have an awesome fall. Thank you and you too. Thanks for having me. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. One call close. All right. Shifting the focus to you that's been listening. Just want to remind you that this is an interactive podcast. So hit the link in the episode description. There you can join the discussion with other listeners and comment on episodes. You can also submit ideas for upcoming guests, topics, or simply upload what other people have already suggested. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to someone that might be curious, friends, coworker, or that random person in your LinkedIn feed. Last but not least, liberating if you enjoyed it. While we're at it, add me on LinkedIn to see short video clips from the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. See ya. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. That's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. One call closer while sitting at home. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. That's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales, I love hitting the phones. Gotta hit the phone. One call closer while sitting at home. I'm in sales, I love hitting the phones. Gotta hit the phone.